Hello everybody and welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of ToyPhotographers.com. My name is James Garcia and I'm so excited about this week's themed episode because I'm joined once again by my friend from Sweden, Christina Alexanderson. Christina, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm fine, <laughs> but I don't have a voice, so I won't be, I will be <laughs> whispering from the, from the other side of the internet thinking that I've been drinking a lot of whiskey. I haven't done that. <laughs> Maybe that would help my voice. I'm really fine. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, yeah, things have been busy this month, but I'm, I'm glad that we're finally able to slow down a little bit, record this episode. We got a lot of great listener submissions. And, uh, and yeah, it's just always so much fun talking about toys and photography with you. I'm sorry to hear about your voice. Uh, that I know that that can be frustrating and, and uncomfortable. So I appreciate you sitting down anyway and doing this this podcast with me. So thank you. And to our listeners, yeah, sorry, it's going to be a little bit more rough this week. But um, I promise Christina will be smart and, and well-spoken as always. Yeah. So. I'll smile. Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I don't want to make you talk too much, but you did tell me that you lost your voice because you were doing some kind of to speaking thing, yeah. or, or or what what happened? Yeah, part of my work is to travel around Sweden talking about how amazing the internet is, <clears throat> how it works, and how to be a critical user of the services on the internet. And I've been on this huge book fair in Gothenburg for almost all the week, and. I got it cold and it kind of uh, went for my my voice. <laughs> so I'm really hmm. I yesterday I talked in the afternoon and I only had two talks, but at the end of the second one I kind of had no voice left. So <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> I but I'm re I'm not I'm not sick, but I'm the voice is kind of sore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could totally understand that. I mean, I feel that way just after recording a little podcast episode by the end of it. So, so yeah, doing a big talk in front of people, I I can imagine how much that that really scratches at the vocal cords. But I do it all the time, so I'm kind of used to it. Um, <laughs> but, but sometimes you lose you lose your voice, and kind of did that yesterday. Yeah, it it happens. It happens. Yeah. Well, um, anyway, yeah, as, as I said, I'm so glad that you're here and so glad to be talking to you once again about one of our podcast themes. Our theme for this month was fall, the season of fall. And uh, just like our summer theme, this was one of our more popular theme episodes. I wonder if it's because of the season itself or, or just because this is the kind of theme or challenge that people really like to tackle. But yeah, we got a lot of great listener submissions this time. Yeah. And, and it was really fun to see everybody's interpretations and how similar a lot of them were and how similar a lot of them were to my own ideas I had for photos that I didn't end up taking but but I would see some submissions come through and be like oh I almost did something very similar to that and, and that happened several <laughs> several times it's funny because it I think it's uh, I think it's so concrete we have experience we want to portray with our uh, toys as subjects so it's a kind of easy theme to work with I thought it was really difficult though <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was difficult to kind of focus in on one idea or, or find exactly what I wanted to do. I think because 
with the seasons, you know, we all have our own personal feelings about them and our favorite seasons and our traditions that we do with each one and, and, and all of that stuff. So I think that it's such a personal experience too. So finding a way to convey that through photography and find, find an angle that I wanted to approach this challenge for what was a little complicated for me. And I actually ended up taking a couple of different shots and then over time, whittled them down and finally chose one uh, for you how was it easy coming up with a shot or, or? Uh, no, it, it, I thought when we I was hesitating when we actually made the choice for this theme because I love the fall with all the colors and everything the community has done I really wanted to do as well I wanted to have these leaves in different colors but I know that by the beginning of October or the end of September the leaves have probably not changed the color in in the area where I live so I was kind of mm. I won't have any autumn leaves outside I can work with and I can work with the rain yeah and I actually made a try shot with the rain but it felt kind of and I was kind of pleased with that it was my safe my safe option <laughs> yeah. But then I was I was out one evening and I kind of had no idea what to do. And uh, the image I finally choo cho made a choice to use for this theme is kind of far-fetched for the theme, but I thought it was <laughs> I loved that image and I thought it really kind of worked with the theme in a more metaphoric way. So I decided I would go with that one. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it's it's always funny when you have a theme like this that is kind of concrete and more more um universal, I guess. It is it is fun to play with what people might expect you to do and then kind of break those expectations as well and do something different. So I'm glad that you went in that yeah. route cuz I kind of went the opposite way and picked on purpose kind of the most basic uh interpretation of, of the theme or something very popular around fall and, and we can talk about that in a bit but but I love that we kind of approach things differently in that in that yeah, respect because I really wanted to I, I, I was really far-fetched in my ideas I wanted to put, portray Persephone the, the goddess of Hades that is mm. she her mother Demeter gives her away to Hades she has to give her away and the fall comes because she goes back to the to Hades to the death, to to the with the death people the people who are in the the shadows. So the season changes because of Persephone in the antique storytelling, and I wanted to do mm. that, but I couldn't actually find a toy that anyone would portray as Persephone. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I could see a way doing it because they just released that um, Hades minifigure from the Disney Hercules movie. So I could see you using him and then putting somebody next to him to, and then having to explain who that is. Though. Yeah. I, I, it is kind of an, was... uh, a really interesting idea, but one that would be a little difficult to execute, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, and you have to. It has to be so vivid and exact that people actually make the a connection between the season, <laughs> the figure, and she <laughs> going down, and the mother being left behind. Now you could, I couldn't do that. 
I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> At least not in one image. I feel like that's something that'd be great for like a six image narrative on the blog, you know, to tell the whole Persephone yeah. story. Yeah, I, I love that story. <laughs> like, I love all the stories, all the myths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think almost every episode you bring up one of the, the old <laughs> Greek myths. And, and I've always loved them, too. And I it's funny, I only know like bits and pieces of them or I know the kind of the, the highlights or the bullet points. So it's always fun to hear you expand on them and tell me, you know, characters I didn't know about or or aspects of those gods that I didn't know about. It's it's such an interesting piece of history and and mythology that I it's just so fun to kind of dive into that stuff. Yeah, but, I, but for me, photography always is about the big issues. So using the the myth myth as a way to actually connect with the subjects makes it kind of belong to history and mankind in a bigger sense than just using the toy as a connection to our childhood yeah yeah i love it yeah i love that you're always thinking of that bigger picture and and thinking of what these toys can symbolize and 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 what kind of stories you can pull your ideas from (laughs) yeah i went for a metaphor today as well so we'll go back to that (laughs) now now maybe you should talk about the submission from the community. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. As we said, we got we got a lot of submissions this time. So thank you to everybody who participated and joined along with us. Uh, it was so fun to see your fall interpretations. And as I said, there were a few ideas that I had rolling around in my head that I would see somebody post and say, oh, well, that's kind of what I was going for. So I'd scratch that idea off of my list <laughs> and, and go for something else. Wow. And then a couple of days later, somebody else would do something. And it's like, oh, that's kind of what I wanted to do. Okay, scratch that one off the list. So so it was fun to see how people interpret fall and, and to see a lot of people interpret it the same way. And and, and as we said, that's kind of how the seasons go. So, so this was really fun. Was there a uh, somebody you wanted to talk about specifically first? Yeah, I, maybe we should start with... We could we start with the, the, the Corel Pulse image. Yes. I never know the names of droids, but I see that they're from the Star Wars. Uh, it's... Uh, two figures I'll talk in a metaphoric way then it's two figures in the woods sitting on the grass and one of them is standing with her back towards the viewer and the other figure is looking at the first figure so they're kind of in a communication or talking to one another communicating with one another and the the figure in the center because he's really in the bullseye of the image he's also having a, this um, um, R, 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 I don't know what do you call it Wait, like Leia in the first movie oh the a hologram a on the hand mm-hmm. kind of of a death star or maybe an alien or something like that I can't really say and the scenery is so beautiful. The image is kind of like a impressionist painting. If I mm. if I didn't know that the figures were from Star Wars, I would guess that this photographer was really inspired by Miro. No, M- Pissarro. He, he he puts a beautiful woman in the center of the image. She's holding an umbrella. She's sitting in in the grass of a green. Uh, uh, on Eden of the greenery and this is the same image just the difference is that there is a 
almost like a picnic in the greenery in the woods in the fall it's so beautiful it's warm it's really cozy the the figures are kind of really connecting one another and you can feel that this is a autumn picnic before the winter is coming it's cozy kind of still warm kind of indian summer i really can feel how nice and cozy it is and they are really good friends and i love the way they he portrays and he uses the elements from traditional paintings and puts a different 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 characters in the the image but otherwise it's kind of like an impressionist painting yeah absolutely especially with as you said the colors and the background it just it it definitely gives me those those warm cozy fall vibes right away and then yeah the more you look at it and and as you said the composition and the 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 colors and everything just really do make it feel like one of those impressionist paintings and um and for the the people that are curious this is yeah as you said two droids from star wars the one on the left is bb-8 from the new movies and uh, k2so is the figure on the right with the hologram and he's from rogue one obviously and uh, the caption says um that K2 is saying, so let me get this straight. We did all this work just for them to build a bigger one. And uh, yeah, because the hologram he's holding is uh, of Starkiller base from The Force Awakens, which is basically just a rehash <laughs> of the Death Star again. So um, so it's funny that it, it he plays around with the, those kinds of uh, stories, lines from Star Wars and these two characters meeting. And, and if you've seen Rogue One, you know how much work K2SO really did to help destroy the Death Star. So it is kind of sad that just... 30 or 40 years later, they build another one. Um, so, so I like all of that history in this photo too, but at the same time, I love that it, it really does stand on its own because of, as you said, some of those more impressionistic uh, choices and artistic choices. So so I, I, as always, I love that, that this has a few different layers to it and that you can appreciate it even if you don't fully know or, or understand the, the story or characters behind it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think... and. I think the amazing part of this image is that it's so... I don't know if the Coral Pulse ever have seen Pissarro, but if you haven't seen Pissarro, I can send you a a link, James, you can put it on the blog, so everybody can see the image I see in my head when I look at this image. (laughs) Yeah, I'll send it to you instead of trying to... Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that would be great. I'll I'll make sure to put it on the blog post for this episode at at toyphotographers.com so people can see not only this image, but also, um, yeah, that image that you're referencing. That would be great. Thank you. Yeah, uh, the next one I wanted to talk about was from our friend um, Sonny, uh, Zeke Zach Zoom. He last night messaged me on Facebook and was like, hey, is it too late to submit to the podcast? And um, he went right out and, and shot this shot yesterday and did a great job. And it's one of those ideas that I had in my head for, for something I almost tried myself. So, so I love that he kind of went in a similar direction. Um, so the, the image he submitted is in portrait style. And there are two Lego minifigures here. We have Homer Simpson on the bottom holding a rake, and he's standing in a big pile of, of dead leaves. And above him is Bart Simpson, who's about to cannonball into the leaves. And of, as Sonny always does with his, his work, he has a quote on the image that says, Eat my shorts, which of course is the, the classic Bart Simpson line. And, and I just loved the composition of this image, how he's got Homer standing right in the basically center of the frame looking up looking at the camera it kind of makes me think of that classic image 
of the uh, the husband and wife on the farm and and they're holding yeah. the rake. I, f- I forget who painted that, but but it kind of makes me think of that. And then yeah, Bart Simpson in the air, jumping into the leaves. When I when I first think of fall, uh, falling leaves are of course always the first thing I think of. And when I think of fall as a as a child and and what I used to do in my childhood, we had this great big tree in our front yard that would just drop all of these leaves in our yard and my dad would rake them all up and we'd spend a whole day just jumping in them and and playing in them and even though they would get in your clothes and be all scratchy, it was still just such a fun exercise and a fun thing to do once fall came around. So I love that Sonny is capturing that same spirit here. And and it does make me think of how my dad used to do all of this work. And then here <laughs> I come and just jump and, and destroy all of it. So so I like that we're right right before that's about to happen here. Sonny's capturing that 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 childlike spirit and the, the changing of the fall season. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I love the way he referenced this this image we all have seen by the farmers standing there proud of their their work and I love the way he tells two story in one image the one of the proud Mm -hmm. farmer and the joyful playing kid and how they actually (laughs) are in the moment of just playing around playing around with the the moment just before the action (laughs) or or just after the action so it's really two stories in one image so well done yeah, and of course, playing around with the the iconography of the Simpsons and the troublemaker aspect of Bart Simpson and all of that, that adds just another layer to the image as well, even though that just as its own, if these were two generic figures or different toys, it, it would still completely work. So, so Sonny, thank you so much for, for at the last minute running outside and taking this image and submitting it because uh, it's one of my favorite ones that favorite listener submissions we got from this challenge. And, and as I said, an, an idea I had in my head, but just never found a way to execute. So so I'm glad that somebody was able to, to run with it and do such a good yeah, job with it. Yeah, and I'm also so impressed with the leaves. It seems to be almost sized for the toys. Yeah. It isn't. Yeah, they're yeah, perfect. Yeah, really perfect. I wonder if you're sitting with a pair of scissors. <laughs> if, yeah, that's that's honestly one of the reasons I didn't. Uh, pursue this idea of mine because I wanted to have maybe somebody jumping in leaves or a bunch of leaves uh, somebody like having just jumped in leaves and we have a bunch of them in the air or something and and part of why I didn't do that was I I just didn't want to have to go find a bunch of leaves that would fit the figures that I had and I, and did I think and I thought well am I gonna have to go to a craft store and buy some little fake ones or something so I don't know I don't know where Sonny got these leaves but they are perfectly scaled to to the toys which is just such a great detail um, and something that really helps sell the illusion of, of the toy photograph and, and something that I, I'm always trying to look for is finding the right scale for your, your accessories and your background items to your toys. So Sonny did a, a really great job here with these yeah, leaves. Yeah, really. And I love the way he has uh, posed the, the Bart figure as well, kind of mm-hmm. bending together in this motion of kind of really making a huge jump so it's so yes. it's so well done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Sunny, great job once again, uh, and thank you for submitting. Um, like all the other images we're talking about today, and the ones that we're not going to be able to talk about, uh, you guys will be able to see these on the blog at toyphotographers.com. So, uh, Christina, which is the next one that you want to talk about? I want to talk about my soft spot for Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the creative chip. Was it the same person we talked about? No, right? Yeah, 
I actually want to make sure I'm not talking about no. They have all kind of messy in my head. <laughs> and sorry. No worries. The creative chip, he has made this really beautiful image. Uh, he, called, he calls it Leave the Circus. Tim Burton inspired as far as the low saturated vibes. I don't know. I can't say. I don't know anything. For me, the bells are kind of not ringing in my head. I know Tim Burton and I love his way of portraying stuff. And uh, I really love this image. But I'm not thinking about Tim Burton, actually. I'm thinking about um, this Japanese movie, The Castle in the Air. And... uh, where kind of the figures are up in the sky and kind of floating around. For me, as I see the image, I see it's kind of in the sky. I'll tell everybody what I see. It's a, it's a portrait-orientated uh, image. And in the foreground, kind of really low in the image, is, there a, fig- is a figure that looks more like some sort of a devil or... He's bluish in his uh, in his skin tone, and he has some sort of tail. And in the background, I see what I portray as a as a castle. Reading the 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 name of the picture, I realize it must be a circus, but I see it as a castle. And in the air, there's clouds and some birds, and I really love the the colors. It's so cold and kind of low colors in it and I I think it's you Mm -hmm. can feel the cold air coming with the autumn and I keep kind of finds another way of portraying the season and the weather by just using the colder tone in the image yeah I totally agree it's funny because when I first think of fall the the, the visual I come up with is really warm tones, you know, all of those autumn colors. But a big part of fall is, is as you said, this cold weather and, and this, um, this this cool tone, you know, uh, this perfectly, I can perfectly picture like this, the crispness in the air and how it's almost a little painful, but also kind of refreshing and nice at the same time. And, um, and yeah, I think he did a great job of capturing that in this image. And um, yeah, I, it's funny. I kind of see it as a castle in the background as well. I think just because it is so blurry that it's hard to tell exactly what it is but you can see what looks like a few you know pointed structures and 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 flags on top of them so so once i read the caption and hear that it's a circus that makes sense to me but but yeah upon first glance i thought it was a castle as well and um and yeah i was curious how you would think of this image with the figure because the figure is a very specific pop culture i don't have any uh, uh, character. I, can't, I don't know anything about it enlighten me <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is a Nightcrawler from the X-Men. Oh, so, um, I know who that is. is. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the mutant who can uh, teleport uh, yeah, to different places. And um, his history is that he grew up yeah. in a circus or was raised in a circus. I forget exactly what. So, so that's where the circus part yeah. of the caption and the image comes in. I love that figure. I love it. It's such a sadness over him, the Nightcrawler. <laughs> I, have, I have a soft spot for X-Men as well. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Nightcrawler is one of my favorite X-Men and one of the most photo- photogenic ones, too, I think. Just his his power is so cool and his look is so cool. So I love what the creative chip has done with the figure itself. But I also love that the figure isn't really the central 
focal point of the image that it's the whole image kind of speaks for itself as one whole piece you know the 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 birds the sky the the circus in the background and the figure they all kind of blend together to tell this story and it's really hard to do that when you're compositing an image like this uh the creative chip added a behind the scenes image of the original shot which doesn't have the castle or the birds or even the sky in the background and so there was some post-processing done here to add those things in and and i feel like they they work really seamlessly together and it doesn't look photoshopped to me at all. So I think that alone is is a great job of doing this this image because that's a really hard trick to pull off sometimes, especially the field that the character is in is in this straw field or wheat or something or, or just dead grass. And so it's kind of hard to, to edit around that kind of thing. So um, I just think the the editing and the post-processing on this image is a, it's done really, really well. So, so great job on that as well, the creative team. Yeah, really amazing. And, and <clears throat> even though I didn't get the Nightcrawler because I never did get any figures, um, uh, I really love the way you have composed the image. And I love the way you have put all this stuff in the image. I thought people were there from the beginning. I didn't realize that you had put it. I have seen that because I thought there were two images next to one another. The one, the first one, it was kind mm. of moving towards him in the between squares. When you talked about Nightcrawler, I thought, oh, I'm seeing he can, tra- he's kind of middle of transporting to a new place. And the th- I thought the second one was, oh, he landed here. I don't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a bad reader. I'm sorry. I really love the image. <laughs> such a well done <laughs> no that's a that's an interesting point that um that yeah it could seem like that and that's a that could be an interesting um way of portraying this image if that's if that were to be the case um and yeah now i'm kind of looking back and forth between the two and it's kind of fun to picture the story that might be happening there yeah. but but anyway uh the great job with this submission really cool and i and i love how different it is in in tone and colors and than the rest of the shots that we're seeing today but it still conveys that that autumn and fall feel. So so great job, yeah, great job. I love it's it. It's really cinematic, it, not in the way that I see mm-hmm. X Men. I more see kind of Japanese movies with a character like Totoro. Have you seen Totoro? Yeah, yeah he's he's mm-hmm. kind of in that world. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah it makes me think of uh, another one of those Miyazaki movies, uh, Howl's Moving Castle. Is, yeah. is, uh, is another yeah. one of those great ones where it's like a castle on legs or yeah. something that moves around. And, and that's kind of what the castle in the yeah. background of this kind of makes yeah, me think of. Cool. So, yeah, it does have, have those similar vibes. Yeah. yeah. You saw it. <laughs> Thank you. You know everybody. <laughs> yeah. You know the names of everybody. You know the names of the story <laughs> I'm thinking of. I'm just, ah, oh, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my mind is a steel trap for for useless pop culture information. It's amazing because I don't have those. So we kind of complement one another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love hearing your interpretation first before we insert any of the pop the pop culture knowledge. And and it's funny how you always kind of come away with the same feelings and stuff from the images. So so it just shows how good an image can be by by portraying these characters but also being uni- having universal themes as well that, that can translate to people who, who may not know the subjects in the photo. Yeah. So. And a good image always can do that, I th- at least for my 
from my perspective, a good image always have that ability to to actually evoke something uh, in the viewer. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I, t- I totally agree. Our next submission is, is kind of similar in that regard. I, I think we want to talk about both of these together because of how kind of similar they are. Um, but this one is from Macro Toys, and it has... Um, I guess I should let you talk about this one because it is more of a pop culture character, and and I want to hear kind of what you think of the image before I jump into it. Um, I have this, I have this um, uh, a landscape orientated image in colors, and it's kind of a, in a blue sky with clouds around it, and I have this figure that I see as some sort of Japanese figure. I can't really say. I would say it's. A, character from some sort of game or something like that or mango I have no idea who it is and he's kind of orange and he's standing on this orange leaf kind of surfing through the air kind of floating around in the air and when I looked at this image and the other one we are going to talk about in the same context, uh, which is Luke's, who he also uses a leave to let the figure kind of fly from the le- from the trees down to the to the road or to the to the ground. <clears throat> when I see these images, I I really think about how we in the community of toy photography kind of borrows from another because I <clears throat> I see these images kind of playing around with the idea that I've seen Captain Chaos do for years using his troopers kind of flying down with leaves from trees Mm -hmm. and just putting the leaf under the figure kind of letting it have that as a scooter or a a skateboard in there it's it's almost the same it's kind of just taking the idea to the next level Uh, and I think it's so amazing that I can I can see other photographers in these works as well. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And what I love about what Macro Toys is doing with this image too is is that the figure isn't riding the leaf down towards the ground. It, it seems to be surfing like towards the sky with this leaf. So so it's kind of reversing yeah. our expectations as well. So it's taking the falling leaf and turning it into a flying leaf or or instead of the figure, you know, holding onto the leaf like a parachute, he's he's riding yeah. it like a surfboard. And it's just it's such a cool um kind of subversion of expectations with, with what we would normally see with something like this. That I, I thought it was a really fun interpretation and, and a, just a great shot in itself as well. Yeah, and I love the way the colours really correspond to one another. The blue against the orange and the leaf, the white, and it's so well executed in colours as well as the other image with this really old in autumn's colours of orange and yellow and, and the leaves colours. It's so beautiful. It's so yeah, wild. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So so Macro Toys, great job with that. And yeah, what what Luke is doing in his image uh, at LJ Toy Photography, he's got one of the new um, collectible minifigures. That's kind of the the jungle adventurer guy, and he's holding a leaf above his head, kind of as a, a parachute, and he's riding it down towards the ground. And we can see a bunch of leaves on the ground and, and trees in the background. And and so um, and yeah and the image itself is really warm toned, and and more traditionally fall and so I, I love that 
as as we said, we're getting two similar ideas with similar uh, props, I, I guess you could say, but totally different um, executions and interpretations of it. So it's just, it's just fun to see how the the community can take two similar ideas and come come up with two completely different things. Yeah, and and looking at these images, I also see this connection to. We have this red thread, at least I have the red thread in all these images that we have chosen to talk about, really being cinematic. I see the almost like uh, the image or the, I I think in Indiana Jones, I think he's going down with with some sort of rope. At least I've maybe it isn't in Indiana Jones, but there is some sort of scene I've seen this hero going down not with a lever, where they said, but some sort of rope or something, and kind of going fast towards this from a high level of maybe it's in the. I I think it's some sort of adventure movie. They kind of moving really mm. fast over some sort of sea or a river or something like that. I see that in that image, and in the other the the other lever image from macro toys i see this image from some sort of pokemon movie i've seen <laughs> yeah it is from a, a manga this character it's a uh, goku from the dragon ball z um i i think it was a manga first and then it was an animated series um so yeah i i think that he is pulling some of those traditional like anime styles or something like that so, so i love that you're seeing that in this image yeah i really see a, a really a red thread between the images we have chosen that are really cinematic. I can see that we really, that the photographers seem to be really inspired by by movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, all of these images are telling a complete story in one snapshot. You know, we're seeing uh, the middle of an action or, or something right before the, the crux of the story. And, and I love that. I love that our photographers are playing around with capturing those different points in time and finding the right point in time in a story to, to tell their own story. So I just, that, that shows a lot of skill photography wise that you can capture that and, and play around with that. And I think all of today's submissions and, and even the ones we didn't get to talk about, um, tell, tell complete stories in that way. And that, and that was really fun to yeah, see as well. Yeah. And there's another thing I really love with all the submissions for today is the colors. Everybody has used color in a way that's so amazing it's soft it's cold it's it's really working together with the story or the way they want to portray the toys so it's really amazing yeah and it just shows how much we associate different seasons with different colors and and different moods and and just shows how how powerful color can be as a story making tool because of our um, associations with different colors and what they symbolize and 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 all of that stuff. So I say so yeah, I love that we're seeing all of these photographers play around with color in, in interesting ways and and really convey the the feelings of fall and the feelings of autumn, which is the whole point of this challenge. Was not just to capture a shot of, of fall or something, but but really the feeling behind it and and what fall means to to you. So so I think everybody's doing something like that in their images. So that was really fun to see. Yeah. I, it's, and we're really amazed with how many that made the submission to this uh, this theme. We were really surprised. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you to everybody who did submit and participate with us. It is always fun to, to have people join us for these challenges. And, and yeah, I don't know if it's just that these seasons strike a chord or something, but, um, but yeah, we got a lot of great submissions this time. So thank you to everybody who played along and uh, we will include all of the images on the blog post so that you guys can see the ones we talked about. And then also all of the other listener submissions that we just don't have time to cover here. So, so you guys can see that at the blog on toy photographers. Yeah. And uh, Christina, do you want to switch gears and, and start yeah. talking about our images? Can I start with yours? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask if you wanted to this time because of your voice, but if, if you're feeling good enough to do it, let's let's, yes. let's jump right into yes, it. Yes, I want to talk about your image. It's such a beautiful image, and looking at it, I see some details that I really think is, isn't is what I used to see in, in images from James or from you. It's kind of details that really is tickling me because part of it, it's what I usually see when I see it, images that I do. I kind of see that <laughs> in my own images, but I know that you are a perfectionist. You would never leave it out. Okay. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to come back to that. It's a, <clears throat> it's a portrait-orientated image in colour. And I would say... You have used the color scale of red or orange, and the image is kind of orange, orange all the way, except for one piece that is green. Otherwise, I would say it's an orange-red image. <laughs> and this image is portraying two objects, one that is more close to the viewer and one on the, the left side that is a bit uh, in the background, kind of soft in the focus. And in the in the background you have, well you work with a foreground, a middle ground and a background. And in the background there is a soft backlit light from, the, from what I see as a window. So I see a window and some sort of bench and on this bench or this table, or or maybe it's a, a window window table or the setting just in front of the window, there is a mug or a cup, and in the mug there is coffee or maybe chocolate, and it's kind of warm. Uh, at least I think it's warm. And on the left hand side of the cup, coffee cup, there is pumpkin and and the top of the pumpkin is the green uh, yeah the, the green stem part. the green stem yeah yeah i really i love it I, it's so soft it's so beautiful it's so warm you can really feel the coziness you go inside and it's been raining outside and you make your chocolate or your coffee and you sit there with a huge pumpkin and once you have sat down, you see that the sun is coming uh, coming over the sky just after the rain because you can see the raindrops in the windows because they are kind of bulky in the backlit window. It's so beautiful and it's so kind of warm and I feel like I'm in this land or in the forest with my family <laughs> kind of just cozying, waiting for the evening, being together, then the fire in the 
the stove is kind of warm in the background and it's it's really cozy and the thing i really really love with the image is that there is a lot of dust in the window i can see all the dust and all the kind of you, you haven't cleaned you haven't <laughs> made it isn't perfect <laughs> somewhere is, someone is li- living here and that uh, that detail makes it even more like home or like I'm really with my family warm and cozy and safe it's an image of really how safe and amazing it is to be together on a picnic or in the on a stroll and ending up in the in a house not safe from the rain safe from the cold weather just warm and together really beautiful Thank you. Yeah, that's that's exactly the feeling I was going for. And when I showed this to my wife yesterday, she's like, yeah, I just feel like I'm getting a warm hug. <laughs> so that, that's exactly the, <laughs> the kind of vibe and, and the mood I was going for was that that feeling of, you know, yeah, it's cold and rainy outside. And then you come in after a walk or, or after being outside. And and the, yeah, the first thing you do is you wrap your hands around a, uh, a warm mug of something, you know, and um and yes, yeah, so I was really, really trying to capture that feeling. And, and one of the, my favorite things about fall and, and photographing fall is is the, the warm tones, which I usually don't use very much in my photos. I, I usually tend to go more cool toned. Uh, I don't know why. It's just kind of my, my habit, I guess. So it's fun for me to kind of break my habits and shoot kind of warmer tones. And, and so I, I wanted to really just go all in on that with this image, which is why it is so like red and orange and yellow. It was funny looking at it in Lightroom yesterday. I can kind of change the levels for, for specific colors and my reds and oranges were kind of taking over everything else. And, and so that was really fun to, to play around with that. And yeah, the, the, the dust and, and everything on the table, that was a, a conscious choice on my part because, as you said, I, I usually clean all that stuff up and I just wanted this to feel like it was more lived in and, and then, then something that's like pristine, you know. I wanted this to feel like somebody just made this cup of coffee on this table and so all of the, the spice and chocolate shavings and stuff are still on the table and then they haven't kind of brushed it all away yet. And uh, I don't know if they're as popular in Sweden as they are in America. Do you guys have pumpkin spice lattes over there? Do people go crazy for them? No, we, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe they have. I have never tried it. Yeah, it must be a, an American thing. In, <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Yeah, because here it's like the second that like September first comes around, people go crazy for pumpkin spice lattes. Just that, and I'm I'm not a coffee drinker myself. I'm more of a hot chocolate kind of guy, so I've never had a, and I don't really like pumpkin, so I've never had one. But it's just you, they're everywhere, and everybody's talking about them. Um, and I work for a coffee company as my day job, doing the marketing for them. So so I'm seeing a lot of images right now of pumpkin spice lattes and <laughs> and you know coffee in the fall and stuff. So I really wanted to kind of lean into that, and 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 show kind of the the traditional at least american traditional sense of fall is is the pumpkin spice latte and we're getting to a point now where i think it's a little ridiculous because i'm starting to see pumpkin spice flavored everything including dog treats i was going i was like buying dog food the other day and they had dog <laughs> treats that were pumpkin spice flavored and i thought okay i think this has gone a little too far so so i kind of wanted to play around with that in this image too and and to not only give like the quintessential 
warm coffee kind of fall image, but also make it a, a pumpkin spice latte just just as a, like another fun little detail there. So I was curious if that was something that that was just like an American thing or or if or if that was everywhere. So yeah, but you, they probably have it on on, on Starbucks <laughs> sure, in yeah. Sweden as well. I wouldn't. I'm sure they have it. Um, but when I looked at your image, I also saw a great influence or maybe a homage or maybe a a blink towards Mike Stimson. He has this image of a of a stormtrooper standing behind a window and kind of the rain is mm-hmm. falling outside. It made me think about that image mm. as well. Except you don't have the stormtrooper <laughs> and you don't have the rain, but, but <laughs> no, that, that's a good point. Have the window, uh, anyway. Yeah, I, as I've said on the podcast before, Mike Simpson was always my favorite toy photographer and the first person that really made me fall in love with toy photography and try it out for myself. So, so even if I wasn't consciously thinking of that image, I'm sure it was in the back of my head because I've seen it so many times and it was so influential for me. And it's hard to see on this, but I do have actual like raindrops on the window. I was kind of going for that, but I never got the focus to a point where I where I want where I had enough bokeh in the window and had the raindrop so I just kind of went the other way and and let the rain turn into the the bokeh lights that you see on the window and and I think that it still works pretty well but I do kind of wish you would be able to see a little bit of the water on the window still no you don't need to do that you can uh, you understand the concept of the rain on the window just through the yeah I don't think you need the yeah but Detail. Yeah, but but yeah, it's funny you mentioned that image because I I can perfectly picture it and uh, it's like yeah I, I see some of that influence peeking in here especially mm-hmm. with with the window itself and 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 the me trying to make sure that you could see the window panes and stuff like that uh, I'm sure I was inspired somewhat or or influenced by Mike's work definitely yeah I like that you have taken taken off the figure you don't need the figure to actually feel. It's like I'm in the image, drinking coffee. Yeah, it, it, made me, it reminded me of our, our still life challenge that we did uh, probably like a year or so ago now. It's one of our early ones, I think. And uh, I want to do, I don't usually photograph uh, stuff without the figures. And, and I was also inspired by uh, Lizzie, Lizzie Standing on the blog. She just posted a, a blog post a few days ago about No Figure Friday and how um, she doesn't have much time or energy lately to do toy photography so what she does is she just carries around some accessories and photographs those and that kind of acts as a inspiration for her so I was kind of inspired to try that out for myself because I've been going through similar things this summer where and and into this fall where I just don't have the time lately to to do as much toy photography as I want or, or as much energy or, or inspiration so I thought okay if I could just do a, a quick simple image of of a cup of coffee and a pumpkin and a window that might spur some some ideas in me and 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 so that was really fun to kind of step out of my own comfort zone and, and get rid of the, the figures and, and just make the accessories the subject for the photo. And and I think it helps a photo like this because it makes it more universal and, and less subjective or yeah, less subjective and more just uh, able for anybody to put themselves in this situation and reach out for that cu- yeah. coffee cup themselves. Yeah, yeah. And you really make the view take part of the image. I don't know I'm not just looking at the image I'm part of the image you want me to have this coffee it's almost selling the idea of me going downstairs making a huge cup of chocolate <laughs> or whatever and just sitting looking out at the rain and the sun maybe comes through the clouds and 
everything feels amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of inspired also by like coffee commercials and, and how like a Folgers commercial will just show the, the cup of coffee on the table and it just looks so enticing. And so I was kind of going with that for, for exactly what you said, that reason that, that you can picture yourself there picking up the coffee and that that it's just waiting for you like I've I've made this for you because you were outside just now in the rain and you're coming back home and you're going to come home to this this warm cup of cup of coffee or cup of hot chocolate so so yeah I'm so glad that all of those things came through I'm personally really proud of this one and and like I said I I almost went with a totally different image that I shot a couple weeks ago and then again last night I was like, well maybe I'll just try try this other idea. And I was up last night kind of finishing it. So I'm glad that I kind of squeezed this in at the last minute because this is this is really what feels right to me for for this theme. I'm always impressed that you work in the last minute. I don't I, don't, I can't pretend that I can lean on my him. My ambition to think that my inspiration will be so huge the day before <laughs> so I can make an image. I have to start weeks ahead <laughs> to actually be sure that I really have an image that I can can submit. Yeah, I've I've always been like that where I'm just a procrastinator at heart and for some reason I'll just I'll just wait until the last minute and even if I do try to do something earlier like I did for this one, I'm I'm never as happy with the work. In the beginning, I for some reason my creativity really comes through and and shines right at the end, like right as I'm stressing about a deadline is when I'm at the top of my game. I don't know what it's about, but I've learned to just go with it and 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 just kind of use it to my advantage, I guess sometimes. So so yeah, I don't I could couldn't fully explain it, but I'm I'm happy with how this turned out, and I'm glad that that me staying up late yeah. to do it work paid off. Yeah, I'm so amazed with your process because for me it's I'm kind of peaking on the deadline I usually do my best work when I'm supposed to be Hmm. finished but I usually do a lot of work that is going to work (laughs) even though I want to do I'm not finished I'm usually not finished when I'm supposed Hmm. to that's a big difference. <laughs> That's a big difference because I kind of work a lot in the forehand. Yeah. I can't. I can't stop doing it. <laughs> yeah. In the last minute. Yeah, it's just kind of funny how people have totally different approaches and styles that work for them. And and yeah, if you can start something early and then and keep working on it and keep working on it and keep working on it until the end, that's that's awesome. And for some reason, I'm the kind of person where I see the the thing on my to do list and I'm just like, I can't handle that right now. And I push it off and push it off and push it off. And then at the end, I'm like, oh, oh my god, we're recording tomorrow. I've got to I've got to sit down and do this. And for some reason, the the pressure of having to do that really just makes all of my my creativity spark you know i don't know what it's about so it's amazing (laughs) well thank you (laughs) i just get stressed listening to it i I just think oh i can't do that (laughs) i don't recommend it it is very stressful (laughs) it can be very stressful but but um sometimes it it pays off or or i i always try to i somehow make it work in the end so Um, but yeah i want to talk about your image because uh yours is very interesting (laughs) <laughs> and, a, and a really fun interpretation and, and totally different than anything else we've talked about today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally, to, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally off the totally off the image and totally off the topic. Yeah, but but I love that. And actually, no, squeezed fashion. into the theme. 
<laughs> yeah, I'll explain what people to to our listeners what I see so that they can picture it, and then uh, and then we'll jump into it. So what I see is a, a landscape oriented image of another one of your famous puddles, and uh, it's just a beautiful shot. Just I love the, the the reflections in this puddle that you can see kind of the reflection of what looks like a tree, and you can really see the reflection of the sky in the image where this image almost looks like it's upside down where the ground is on the top and the sky is on the bottom because on the towards the bottom of the image you can see the reflection of the clouds and the blue sky coming in it's just such a such a beautiful shot but what i love is the the subject of this is totally obscured and i would say maybe not even in the image itself um so so i love it you're always kind of playing <laughs> with pushing the boundaries and pushing your subjects out of the frame and and this time you went almost all of the way so so i love that you're playing around with that because <laughs> um, at the top of the image what we see is what looks like a splash happening yeah what do you see <laughs> and um and we just see kind of this this reflection of a hand sticking up and it looks like a couple feet and um at the very top of the image i can almost see what i think is the subject or the toy or or something it's kind of a, a a red piece of plastic or something i can't really tell but what it looks like to me is just out of frame <laughs> the subject is falling into this puddle and reaching out as as they fall down and i love that you're you're playing with the literal word fall for for this image but also yeah. <laughs> you do have some of those warm tones in here and the, and that the i can feel the crispness in the air and, and in the water so i love that too and and just the the splash on top makes me think of also fall as the interpretation is like falling toys like when i am trying to set up a shot i can't tell you how many times i bump my table or a, a breeze of wind comes through or something and, and my toy falls over just as i'm taking the picture so it almost looks like what's happening here is that you were going for a portrait or something and the figure fell just as you were capturing them and you've captured this this moment in their life where they're they're falling and it's something that I feel like we used to see a lot more in images were accidental images back when you couldn't just go onto your DSLR screen and delete, you know, where you had to like take a photo on film and then develop it later and hope that it turned out. So it kind of makes me think of that where, where this isn't the, the perfect image, but it is, it is just a moment in time that you've captured for this character or for this subject. And, and that part of it, I think is really interesting and kind of a throwback to, to look to, previous days of photography before we had all of this technology at our fingertips. So so it makes me think of all those things. I am curious why you chose this one specifically. I, I noticed all month <laughs> long that you were posting shots of similar shots in, in puddles and I could see a figure playing with leaves or, or holding leaves or something like that. And so I, I kept thinking, oh, this is what I'm going to see when we finally record. And then this one is, is it looks like the you were playing with the same subject and around the same time, but this was the, the specific frame that you chose. So I'm really curious about the choice here because <laughs> it's just such an interesting image, not at all what I would have pictured and, and so different than the rest of our entries, but but it's so interesting. And, and I love just picturing the story <laughs> behind it and the story of this figure and what they're doing next and how they feel about falling in this puddle. And, uh, and, and I just love it. So... So yeah, I would love to hear how you came up with this and, and how you you <laughs> narrowed your choices down to this one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to make a really long story short, I have this um, toy that I have actually borrowed or kidnapped <laughs> or maybe I stole it. I can't, I can't say. I have, 
I have gotten it. <laughs> I actually borrowed it, but I haven't returned <laughs> it, and I probably will never return it. Um, <clears throat> through work, we have work with this uh, bureau that helps us making web pages, and in their office, in a pot of uh, a flower pot, was this toy. A pink toy with a pink cape. <laughs> and I, when I saw him, I knew that this was actually the, the love of my life. <laughs> life. I just had to say, I, I really, the next time I were there, I, I just had to say, I'm totally in love with that figure. Can I borrow it? And they said, of course you can. <laughs> and his... Um, He's totally useless. <laughs> <laughs> it's a totally useless toy. You can't do anything with it. You can't make him... You can't do any... You can't do images with this toy. They become mm. boring because he can only... He has one pose. <laughs> That's the only pose he has. He can stand and put his arms <laughs> in different <laughs> directions and the leg is spreading. <laughs> He's a wrestler and he has seen his best <laughs> days. He's been played with, loved, and he is actually in the fall of his life mm, as a toy. I love that. I think I'll, yeah, I think I'll be the last station <laughs> for him. And I will love him as long as I have him. <laughs> and uh, so when I was going to do this image for the fall theme, I started going out in the rain, playing around with the rain and puddles and kind of really trying to f to find some sort of feeling of the, the season. And then I thought, no, I should do this image with my wrestler. And I took him out and I know he always falls. He falls all the time <laughs> because he, can't, he actually can't stand either. <laughs> You have to put a rock under his foot because he, he's not he's not leveled, so he can't stand. <laughs> and when I went out to the hospital, it was black. There was no wind in there. He sta stood like this hero, like he has never done before. <laughs> he's showing off he for the camera. He didn't fall once. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't fall once and I was really pissed off with him <laughs> because he falls all the time and when I want him to fall, he doesn't fall. <laughs> so it, it, it I actually just got one frame of him falling and it was because I was blowing in the water <laughs> and not holding my camera correctly. <laughs> So that's why the image is so off topic and he's so totally out of the focus of or not in the center of the images of the but when I came home and I looked through my images I realized this is the image I'm going for because this is the image I think is the best one I've done <laughs> and that made me go through my library looking at all the image I've taken with this toy and I put it, this series of six, six images together. So the ones I put on Instagram is part of the same mm. series. 
So this is the last one in this series of him falling. He, he falls almost in all the <laughs> images. I think he's falling almost, almost in all of them. So so I thought this one. I really love it. <laughs> I, and I can't... I, I love it because it's he's a symbol or a metaphor for for the end of life and the season changing, going to rest. My Persephone... I couldn't get her working, but he became the metaphor for this Persephone. Go when the the season changes and the the leaves make the tree go to rest for the winter, and he is kind of in that era mm. himself. He won't have a next life. He won't have a child playing around with him. He has no next Toy Story. He is in his final destination. He's in this in the autumn of his mm. life. I love that. I, I, that's such a great um, a way to convey the, the story behind that character and, and that figure and that toy and to, to really capture that, that moment in, in a toy's life. And it's something that we have all experienced is is growing up with toys that we love. And then once you get older and, and they, they don't quite look as sa- the same as they used to and they don't stand as well anymore, but we still have a soft spot for them. And we can tell that like this toy is, is nearing the end of its life, or as he said, the autumn of its life. And, 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 I, and I love that. And that's something I wouldn't have really thought of with this because obviously I don't have that personal connection to the toy that you do. But hearing you talk about it and hearing your experience with photographing him and how he always falls down it's just that that adds so much depth to this image and so much more to the image itself that that it just makes me love it even more so so thank you for sharing that it's it's so interesting and and i love that you're always finding toys like that or or subjects like that to photograph you're always kind of on the fringes or 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 photographing things that nobody else really is so that's always fun to see yeah but i love the way the hand, <laughs> the, the hand in the water is kind of reaching out, trying to connect with with anyone. Please mm-hmm. pick me up, take care of me, <laughs> love me, help. Yeah, that's what I think of is just him asking yeah. for help, and that yeah, it might not even be that he just fell in the water, but maybe he's in the water and trying to get up and can't, and that's why the water's all splashing. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, there's so much story here that's happening before the image and after the image that. It really leaves it up to interpretation, which is which is part of the fun with with challenges like this. So, so yeah, it's just totally not something I would have pictured. Um, but 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 I love <laughs> I love that you included it, and I love that you you really went for it with something totally different, and and, and to- totally something that stands out on its own. So so this is this is great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> I really went for my heart. <laughs> I thought this was one of the best images I've done <laughs> in such a long time. So I thought this will be amazing. No one will understand why it's so good. But I hey, and that's all that matters, you know, is, it. it's doing the art for yourself and, and how it makes you feel. And I can just hear from the sound in your voice how happy this figure makes you and, and how happy, even though he might be frustrating because he falls over all the time and stuff, but you've created this story for him because of that and and this connection with, with the toy because of that. And and that's something that I love about toy photography is, is that we are bringing our personal feelings and our personal um, experiences and personal relationships with our toys into our photography 
photography. And, and that's something we, we don't see all the time. So when we do see something like this, it, it really stands out and, and reminds me of, of what toy photography can be other than just taking beautiful images of toys is also creating these relationships with our toys and, and photographing those as well. Yeah. <clears throat> How corny it may seem. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of, of the fun with the toy photography. It's actually the relationship mm-hmm. you get towards your subject. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. So, yeah, I think you've done a great job with that here. And, and it's it's so fun to hear your story behind it. And I wonder, are you ever going to put all of the images of him together, like in a, in a six-image narrative or in a, in a project or, or anything like that? <clears throat> yeah, I've actually promised Shelley <laughs> <laughs> that I'm going to send all the six images to her. To nice. Hi. <laughs> just had to decide that I just needed to actually feel comfortable to to include it in the podcast because I really hesitated. <laughs> but I'll send it to her now that I've made it public. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and then people can see that and then come back and listen to this episode or, or listen to this episode and then seek out that six image narrative and to see the figure's whole story. Cause, cause yeah, I just love all of hearing you talk about it and hearing the story behind it. So, so yeah, I'm glad that you've decided to do it and, and felt comfortable sharing this one. And, uh, and yeah, I hope we get to see the whole series at some point. Yeah. But the, 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 for me, I know who, how he looks, but I haven't really in this series, I haven't portrayed him the way he really looks because I think he's so boring to look <laughs> at. I want the motion. I want, I want the troublesome idea with working with this toy. He's always falling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because when you were posting those other shots earlier this month, I kept thinking, what figure is this? Because it, was, you know, it wasn't a stormtrooper. <laughs> it wasn't uh, something that you normally do. And so I did think it was some kind of new toy that you'd found or, or something very specific that you were going for. So it was fun kind of seeing this process happen all month long and trying to picture it for myself. And then once we got to this end point, being totally surprised by, by where we ended up. So so that, that was really fun, too, just going on that journey with you this month and, and seeing this figure kind of grace your feet and see you playing around with him. That, that's always fun to see as well. Yeah, because I haven't, I haven't done any new images, images of him. These are images from... I've done images of him regularly, not regularly. You usually don't go out. But when... I have I have this library of images with him and I've really picked out the ones I really love. <laughs> <laughs> and those are the ones where he's falling. So so that went went for that story. Yeah, and it just it shows so much personality it's, with the with the toy and, and, and the, the personality that you've given the toy and the and the life that you've given the toy through these photos. Yeah. He's really beautiful and really old and really yeah, I love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it shows. So, so great job with this. This was really fun to see, and and thank you again. For thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Um, so yeah, that that concludes yeah, our, our it, top topic about fall. Unless there's anything else you wanted to say about this challenge or the season in general. No, I thought maybe we should uh, point towards the next theme. Yes. What will be the next? Theme? Yeah, I think we talked about doing uh, death for our next theme. Do you still want to do that? 
Yeah. Yeah, because it's uh, October yeah. <laughs> and we're kind of getting into the spooky season and Halloween's coming up. We thought it'd be fun to do death as our theme. And death is such a, a huge part, obviously, of, of life and, and art and, and culture and all that stuff. So I th- we thought it'd be really fun to play around with that in our photography. And uh, it's the perfect season to do it. So, so yeah, we'll do death as our next theme. So if you guys want to participate with us, you can upload your shots to Instagram, Flickr, MeWe, wherever you're on uh, social media. Use the hashtag TP underscore death and tag myself. I'm at the real James 23 on Instagram. Christina is at Calix Anderson. Um, or you can always email it to us directly at toyphotographypod at gmail.com and we'll get those as well. And uh, as always, you guys can see all of the submissions, the listener submissions for this week's episode and our two photos on the blog at toyphotographers.com. And uh, I will also on the blog post put uh, the due date for the, the next the death theme Christine and I haven't figured out when we're going to record that yet but once we do I'll put that on the blog so you guys know and I'll make sure to post reminders on Instagram as well because that, that seems to be helpful so I'll definitely try to do more of that but uh but thank you to everybody who participated yeah. and Christina thank you so much these podcasts and these challenges always so much fun to do with you and I really appreciate that you came and, and talked to me even though your voice is, is all roughed up so so I really do appreciate it thank you for for toughing through this and talking to me about toys today yeah <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> yeah my I have yeah I really love doing this I think it's so fun to talk about <laughs> about the work that you do and all the people that submit images to to share their love for toys with us it's so amazing thank you yeah it really is this is truly one of one of my most one of the most fun and rewarding experiences that i that we're doing with the podcast and with toy photography in general so so christina thank you as always for for being here along the ride with me and for all of our listeners for sticking around and participating with us and uh, we can't wait to see what kind of photos you guys come up with for our death theme Um, i'm sure we're going to get a lot of great submissions so i can't wait to see what everybody does a lot of skulls. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I promise there will definitely be skulls in my photos. I'm thinking about maybe even doing skulls all October long. Uh, I think that might be fun. We'll see if I oh, if I this. decide to commit to that or not. But but it is something I'm kind of throwing around because skeletons are one of my favorite just uh, images and characters to play around with. Even if I don't do it a lot in my photography, I always love photographing skeletons. So, so yeah, definitely uh, keep an eye out for those because we're probably going to be seeing a lot of those in the next few weeks. Yeah, I will see. I'm thinking about Hamlet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I know I've done Hamlet before, <laughs> so, so I have to find a new idea. <laughs> yeah, well, I look forward to seeing what it is. And uh, as always, Christina, thank you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. See you next month. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and daily articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also ask that you please leave us a five-star review. That'll help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org. Our editor is Josh Kittleson. And finally, you can reach out to us with comments, concerns, recommendations, etc. at toyphotographypod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'll see you guys next week.